is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. And we're live. We're live to uh, Schaefer Baseball Report here at the Tuxedo uh, Dream Fields. We keep changing the name of the studio. One week it's the Batter's Eye, then it's the Batter's Box. And What's the name now? Batter's Lounge, I think it that, was. Now it's the lounge. Yeah. Now, well, that, that's after hours. It turns into the Batter's Lounge, Mo. But, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So here today, obviously, uh, Ray, is, Ray is on the road, so we're going to miss we're gonna miss Ray this week. But uh, Andrew One Tools Ike. What's up, Alan? What's up, boys? Come on in. Jump on a headset, man. Yeah. Come on in. We got you. And uh, we got you. Right there. All right, bring us some food. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andrew One Tools Ike and then uh, my partner at Knothole foundation of the carolinas morris madden and we're going to kind of walk through a little bit and uh we'll catch up and yeah, yeah. let everybody know what's going on how we got here and uh okay. you know and bring up that interesting tidbit that i just brought up to you uh before Man, we that, got on the show is that wild that's amazing Jim. i mean you keep thinking about these things that, oh. you know how we're sitting here and what we got going on and you know and the, the different uh the different connections to um you know the game and you know and and the african-american community that we're uh, oh, you know yeah. we're, we're we're trying to do our best to, uh, you know, to enhance that as a group, and it's uh, it's pretty wild, you know. Well, I mean, how? Uh, I, I got a question though. All right. What is what is the one tool for Andrew? The one tool is his calves. That's it. <laughs> he's got he's got nice calves. Listen, on Morris's show, he gives me at least three. I tools. know, and I just I you know Morris is trying to get cut. <laughs> Keeps going down that road. That's bad evaluation. Yeah, bad evaluation. Hey, it so, is what it is. Man. Yeah, it is. But yeah, no. Andrew actually had more tools than that. I don't even know why we how that came up, but uh, we would. I guess we were in a show one day. We were talking about the different tools, the five tool player all the way down. Yeah, I think and, we were BSing and then a little Andrew bit. Andrew asked how many tools he has. <laughs> Obviously, you got to go right to the bottom of the barrel. You can't like, yeah. give him any love. Got to build his way up. You got to take him down as fast as you possibly can. But um, so yeah. I want to. I want to like walk down this journey here because I get asked a lot of times, you know, what CBC does and, mm -hmm. you know, how we're involved with Knothole and all these other different things. And um, so CBC is an interesting, interesting journey because we, we started off um, over on Westinghouse mm -hmm. and it was our very first building. And my father-in-law was alive at the time, uh, Mike Murphy and uh, Pat, the infamous Pat, and you see his F8 banners hanging out here. It's yep. passed yep. away because he is a big part of everything that we've done. I mean, he's, you know, he's been the uh, kind of the driving force behind it, just saying, you know, stop doing what you're doing and get back and get back in the game and, you know, and uh, do, uh, you know, do what do what you love to do. And that's be around kids and be around the game. And, you know, so it used to we were talking about calling the uh, the, the business Carolina's Baseball Academy, CBA, CBA. Okay. And, you okay. know, he's like, dude, everybody's a CBA. Everybody's got an academy. Everybody's got an mm -hmm. academy. And we said, why don't we call it? Carolina's Baseball Center, CBC. Okay. And I said, well, why do we want to call it center? He said, because all roads lead to the center. Oh, okay. Right? So, okay. Yeah, so, you know, as we get down, as we get through this, like, this is how prophetic this stuff is, you know, from times. Like, okay, you know, I got to appease them. They're part mm -hmm. of the investment and everything like that. And we're going we're gonna to call it CBC, Carolina's Baseball Center. So we start off just doing basically lessons. Lessons, you know, lessons don't pay the bills, keep the lights on. So you got you to move forward, especially when we had the facility that we had and put the investment into it that we did. And then we stepped into teams, you know, we started with one team and then we started to build up and eventually, you know, we, we grew to more teams. And then in the process along the way, we run into USA baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, so we keep adding these tentacles, you know, from, from the game onto, uh, into uh, CBC. 
And, um, nice. you know, we developed those things. But, you know, CBC in itself, it's still in, in existence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've gone the whole gamut in terms of how this uh, showcase travel baseball thing works. You know, we started off with one team. Then eventually we had, at one point, we had almost 30 teams. Wow. And it was crazy. And it was just, you know, it wasn't comfortable for me um, because I didn't know the people that were giving us money to be involved. Mm -hmm. And then you mm -hmm. don't get to know all the kids that are involved. So you're not doing a service. You're basically just kind of, you know, you're going after numbers, which there's a lot of organizations out there that do it. You and right, I see right. it all the time. Right. I mean, there's, yep. there's no pulling punches here, man. There's, yep. You know, people are making good money doing this and good for them. Free enterprise, right? I mean, that's that's the world we live in. For me, that's, that's something like uh, a mega church. You know, I've, I've been a deacon mm -hmm. a long time uh, at my church, and we only have like 150 people there. But at a mega church, you can go there, you can say you're part of it, but you never meet the preacher. Yeah. You know, you never get an opportunity to sit there and talk with him and talk about some of the things that's going on. Uh, and, and, and I just don't feel that. man. Don't well, isn't that the point of being a preacher? That's to right. To be able to reach your congregation. That's right. That's right. You know, so I guess we're preachers in a way. <laughs> yeah? We're trying to get to our congregation. Well, they, we want them to know us as well. Though. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and beyond yeah. just knowing the players, to, to know the families, you know, because mm -hmm. we get to the point of recruiting and, um, you know, we have to explain to these recruiters on the other side, you know, what the family's like, too. You know, people yeah, don't realize exactly. like that. We just don't take a player. Like, I'll call a player and I'll go like, listen, dude can play, man. But guess yeah. what? Parents are a nightmare. Oh. You know, you don't want that, you know. And uh, and that's being straight up honest. I'm like, you want to put up with the player? You know, the player's worth it. Mm -hmm. yep. the parents, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Well, so you know, you got a reputation to hold up to, too, Jeff. So. You know, if you put a player out there and their plant parents going to be a nightmare, that recruiter is probably not going to come to you. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. So, there, so there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of pieces. So CBC evolves, you know, we have a beautiful facility down there. We ended up, we ended up leaving that one and going to a bigger facility because the first one we had down at Westinghouse was 24,000 square foot. Then we ended up in this Taj Mahal, which you yeah. saw, yeah. which was 50,000 square oh, feet, my goodness. which was amazing from November to February. <laughs> because it was packed, you know, yeah, and you yeah. had, you know, I mean, you're covering 50,000 square feet. We had an 80 yard track in there. We had, you know, big infield, uh, all, all field turf. It was amazing. Uh, we built a, a seating for scouts and recruiters behind a seven ball pen. I remember. All that. I mean, it was, yeah. it was nuts. Right. And then all of a sudden everybody gets out to play and you could fire a cannon off in there and you wouldn't hit a soul. You know, it was, it was, it was that big. So, you know, that became overkill. And, um, you know, we bounced out of there. We we uh, we got involved with the Virginia Sports Complex. We we were partners in that event, that venture up there. Mm -hmm. um, another avenue through you know CBC and everything else that we did. It just kind of, you know, kind of prepared us. I didn't even realize that, you know how it would prepare us for this you know venture that we're in here. But mm -hmm. you know, I go up there and I spend nine months you know sleeping in a room like this with no windows. You know, coming home every every few days. Every every two weeks, actually, to see my family it was it was tough. It was a tough grind, yeah, and uh, tough. that was a an all for profit type of venture. So mm -hmm. you know you get a seventeen thousand dollar mortgage before you even play a game, and you better hope it doesn't rain, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. you got power, and you got surge bills, and all these other things that you're just not you're not prepared for. You're not you're not aware of. Talk um, about that surge bill for a minute. Mm -hmm. yeah. That thing that was four grand. Just to turn the lights on. Just to go the first time. Four, oh immediate God. four grand. It's like putting, I mean, it's, you know, it's like putting four grand into a slot machine and you know you're not going to win. You have no chance of winning. Man, that's crazy. And then after that, it's kilowatts. So then as yeah. long as those lights are on, 
you know, it's just, that, that meter is running, man. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the month, you know, you get your surge bill and then you get your, your kilowatts bill. And man, it was, uh, you know, it was tough. And then we bought the, we bought the field. We thought we bought it at a, at a, you know, a great bargain. Um, because the guy just, you know, his company that he had outside of the facility didn't do well or had some issues. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he had to sell and we bought it, you know, we thought, you know, $3 million for a $12 million complex was a good deal. And then you get in there and you realize it's been sitting dormant for two years and grass is growing over the sprinkle heads and everything is, you know, the silk pond is done and they, there's a leak in the septic tank. And mm. next thing you know, you're another million into it. And then you're another million into it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you know, you're chasing a lot more than just, uh, than just the mortgage. Right. You know? So right. It, it got rough, but so we peeled back out of that. And then came uh, came back to Charlotte and uh, started CBC as far as a team-based organization and a lesson facility, and um, you know it, it you know we had we had a following in the past and it was easy to kind of pick up and get things going again, mm -hmm. which we did. Uh, but then I started to become more and more aware when we got back here of the lack of underserved players in the game not just african-american at the time because i'm dealing i was dealing pretty much with south charlotte which it doesn't matter what color you are there's underserved mm -hmm. underserved families and, and kids in, in in our game and um you know so we started to talk a little bit because we would we would never let a kid walk out of our facility that said he couldn't pay to play exactly you know i mean it just wasn't in our heart you know where there's mm -hmm. other guys like you can't pay you can't play see you later unless you're right. on a top national team and then everybody else underneath is paying for you to, to play on that see that that when you explained that to me i never knew that yeah never knew that but now i understand yeah it's yeah. uh and again listen i mean they're the top dogs and everybody's picking at them you know if you if you're that good of a talent people are going to come try to get you to play for free we've had this conversation about some of the uh you know, the, you know, the black kids that are out here playing, mm -hmm. you know, and this is what's going to happen. These, these are talented kids and, uh, you know, right. But somebody's going to come after them and say, you know, we'll take care of everything, but you right. know, we'll get to that in, in a minute here because that's our conversation is going to get a lot deeper. I'm just trying to give the overview mm -hmm. of, you know, how we got here. Um, right. and you know, how many different things do lead to the center, you know, CBC was the center and it was kind of funny with Pat. Then USA Baseball, where we're over in the big building, comes along and uh, they have this concept called the National Team Identification Series, and they want to make it a comprehensive um, program to get to the national team. And so we jump on it, and it was not cheap. And this is what people don't realize. Everything that we do involved in this game costs money, man. Right. I mean, it's, you know, people think, oh, you're doing, you got all these teams, you're doing that. Like, you have no idea, you know, what, you know, what it is to run a business. Right. You know, it's almost like it, people look at a head basketball coach or a head baseball coach in college and they don't realize that they have a budget. You got to work on this budget. Correct. And if you're on the baseball side, you try to overspend, <coughs> excuse me. I got a frog in making me choke up. Oh uh, yeah. I'm getting, all, I'm getting reclined <laughs> right now. Yes. But you know, you, I mean, more programs than not are not going to generate revenue to cover that budget. Right. There can be enough ticket sales. There's not TV rights. There's not any of this other stuff. So they don't make money. <clears throat> so, you know, these guys have to operate under a budget. We operate under a budget. Right. You know, we don't right. just sit here and just take money in and, you know, and, and just think that, you know, we're getting fat and we're putting it in our pockets and going away. There's uniforms, there's coaches, there's fields. There's, Believe there's me, payments. that does not happen. <laughs> no, it does not. Right. And you'll, you'll know more than that because you've done a lot of it out of your own pocket just yeah. to run an organization that, that is primarily 
serving the underserved. Right. You know, these people don't have the money or the resources to, to do things. I mean, we've, yeah. we, we, we've struggled at times and we deal with families that have resources. Well, can, you know, I know that, um, I don't know if I want to put business out there, but I know that you took a big hit when the, uh, when the facility wasn't quite ready, uh, from where it was projected. And that's a big sell for you, uh, as far as having an indoor facility. Yeah. And it wasn't ready. You took a big hit for that. And, you know, a lot of people out there just don't understand what's going on behind the doors. And we have to listen to some of that stuff. And we have to sometimes take it with a grain of salt because they just don't know. I mean, the ignorance part of it is that uh, people are going to say what they're going to say. And you just got to really consider the source and see if it's valid to even understand or even think about listening to what they're saying. So, you know, we know what's going on back there. Uh, in, behind the closed doors, um, and we're trying to do what's best for not for us, but for the kids. That's yeah. basically it, and uh, that's the picture we have to look at. Say, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, "Am I doing this for me, or am I doing it for you, someone else, or am I doing it for our product, which is the kids?" Right. And I think that, well, I know that that's what we're doing it for. Listen, you know, if you could do this for free, you'd do it for free. Right. And you know, I would do the same thing. You know, you have done it more than I have in this situation for free because, you know, of the, um, you know, of the groups that we deal with, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, most of, most of our families came out of South Charlotte. They were in pretty good shape. They could, they, you know, they could handle the registration fees to, to be part of an organization. They could handle the travel. They can handle mm -hmm. all this other stuff. So, you know, that, that necessarily wasn't, wasn't, uh, uh, it wasn't a big piece, not necessarily. It just wasn't a big piece of what you were doing. Right. Right. So, but in, but in, but in that piece, you know, we come to USA baseball, it's another Avenue right there mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, everybody thinks that everything that people do in this thing is money graph. Now there's, there's people that are grabbing money, no doubt about it. You know, and again, I go back to the point, it's free enterprise. If that's, if you're comfortable putting your head down at night, you know, doing what you're doing and not knowing who's paying you or doing whatever it's that's big business. I mean, you right. think Jeff Bezos knows who's buying his, you think he knows who Andrew Zyke is, has no idea who doesn't, who has no idea. Right. So, you know, that's, that's free enterprise. That's, uh, that's what our country has been, you know, has built on us a bit of capitalism along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but USA baseball has been a big part of it. And you know, it's, it is a, it is a, a conduit to, uh, the national team, you know, but it's not an easy, it's not an easy road. It's, it's an extremely difficult road and it's an extremely difficult road in any path that you want to get in this game at the amateur level to the next level. Mm -hmm. Right. So even if it's, I mean, it's not an easy road to make your middle school team. It's not an easy road to make a high school team. It's not an easy road. Definitely to get to college, you know, 10%, 10% right. of all high school students. That's all that enters into college to play sports. 10%, 10%. 10%. And that's across, that's all sports. 10%. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it is. So now you're taking, you know, you're taking these massive numbers and you're trying to cram them into a little bit of a percentage, you know, and that's where people kind of get disillusioned just thinking because you play this game or whatever, you know, you can be a good high school player and you can play, play travel, showcase baseball all you want, but there may not be a spot at the next level for you. Well, the reality of all of that is, and you have to put it in very simplistic forms when you're talking to these kids, you know, some kid is pretty good, comes up to me, he said, Coach, I'm going to play in the league. I said, what league? He said, I'm going to play in the major league. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let me throw this stat at you. Even back when I was playing in the 80s, one out of every 100 minor leaguers saw one day in the big leagues. One out of every 100 minor leaguers saw one day in the big leagues. Now, 
think of all the steps you got to take before you even become a minor leaguer, mm-hmm. you know, all that opportunity. So I'm not trying to squash his dreams or anything like that. I'm just going to be real with him. My focus is to make sure that you get the opportunity to go to college and something that's going to prepare you for life. And even if you do get a chance to play baseball in college, that's cream on the crop for me. Mm-hmm. And, and then if he goes beyond that, that's even better. That's the cherry. Yeah. yeah that's so the I, think, cherry. I think this came up when we were talking with Dusty Watham when we had him on the show. What do you think, Morris, is harder to get to um, the minor leagues or from the minor leagues to get to the big leagues? Good question. Um, I would think in my situation, being that I am an African-American kid, it is harder to get to the minor leagues because there's so few of us playing. Even in college, there's only like 3%. Right. Um, and then when we do get there, uh, and the, the position the position I was playing was a pitcher. How many African-American pitchers do you see in the big leagues right now? I can name three maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough spot if you want to do it, but you got to – got to put the grind to it. You got to make sure that you're able to handle the things that's going to come with it. That's the best thing about baseball is that's a very humbling sport. Uh, you're not going to get a hit every time. Uh, it's the only thing I know of that you can be three out of 10 times and be considered successful. Uh, so it's, it's a tough road to grind, but you know, I, I think for the kids that we're dealing with, it's harder for them to get from college to the minor leagues. If they get to the major leagues, and, and Jeff knows as well, you get to minor leagues, you play in double A. If you get past double A, you can play in the big leagues. It's all a matter of consistency. Mm-hmm. But if you get past that's that's the the if you get past double A, you can get to the you can play in the big leagues. I, I can say that about anybody. But you still got to work as hard, if not harder, to get there. That's correct. Yeah. Well, that's another that's another piece that people don't realize. They think you just show up and you you know you kind of produce, you know, I mean, and that's especially when we were coming through, right? Because it wasn't the social media of all these guys working out or uh, all this nutrition or strength and conditioning stuff no. that was going on, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. you know, but that was, you know, the, the point of working in this game, you don't stop working until the end, you know, and then when you don't have it in your heart to work, it's not getting, you'll have it in your heart to play. But if it when that day it comes when you go, man, I really don't want to go hit today. Or I really don't want to feel like I want to lift today. Mm-hmm. That's the day you know it's over. And yeah. I was I was yeah. 35 at that yeah. point, and yeah. you know the uh, the strike had ended, and they called and I said, you know, this, you know, we want you to come spring training, whatever. I'm like, man, I haven't done a thing, and I had no mm-hmm. I had no desire to do it anymore. I was just I was beat up, and I was. I was done. I wanted to play. Yeah. But can I just show up like you know on opening day and, yeah. and get after it for another year? But it didn't 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 work out that way obviously yeah um so we in the process we see we see the underserved at, at cbc and mm-hmm. um you know we're taking hits at the bottom line we, we're getting we're getting banged pretty good we, we took one hit one year about 85 grand mm-hmm. um you know and i bring that number up often when i talk but i mean you know when you're running a small business and you're gonna but it wasn't in it wasn't in our heart to say you know like Sorry, dude. Go down the road. Maybe they'll give you a shot. You know, right. I mean, we wanted to present an opportunity, um, and you know, it's interesting. I, I I spoke at the Kiwanis Club. Speaking of opportunity, I'm gonna squirrel mm-hmm. a little bit here, but it kind of it kind of parallels. Andrew deals with this all the time, so is mom. Yeah. I'll jump all over squirrel. the place. So, <laughs> but so I, I'm getting ready to speak to the Kiwanis Club the other day, and I'm kind of going through some things. And in our in our mission statement with that whole, a big word in there is opportunity. Right. 
So, you know, I'm going to go up and, you know, not that I don't know the definition of opportunity. I know what the definition of opportunity is in my mind, but what's the, what's the Webster version of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get that, but you know, it's a noun. So it's, it's, it's a a class of people, right. Mm -hmm. A place or a thing. Mm -hmm. So in creating opportunities, somebody has to help you have that opportunity, right. The person. Right. And then once that opportunity is presented, what's the place that you go to, to capture it, you mm. know, and, and, and to, to chase, you know, whatever it is and what are the things that you need? Mm. Right. So when we're talking about presenting opportunity, we, the people have to present this opportunity. Then we got to give them a place mm-hmm. like not whole, like mm-hmm. we've put together through our nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And then we have to provide a lot of these kids with the things. There's no bats. There's no gloves. There's no, I mean, you said something to me the other day about a player, you know, I mean, it immediately broke my heart. You know, he's in there with, with, with the CMR group is predominantly African-American kids that, you know, and that's the focus of, of CMR. We're trying to do the right thing in the, in the underserved community. And right now in mm-hmm. this area, it's predominantly African-American. Mm-hmm. And Mars comes up to me and he goes, you know, uh, one of the kids came up to me. I won't say his name because I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. embarrass him or anything like that. And he shouldn't be embarrassed. He was, he was, he was you know, strong enough will-wise to go ahead and let you know. Otherwise, right. you could just sit back and nod. He said, Coach, everybody here has a wood bat. I don't have a wood bat. So Mars came up to me. I said, dude, we'll, we'll take care of it. And then I went, you know, yeah. gave him the little wood bat out of the room. And I'm like, no, I went home and I had, you know, I had, you know, $150, $200, $200 wood bats for mm-hmm. two of them in, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't deserve not to feel like everybody else that's involved. And that's right. what right. happens. That's what's happening you know, with, with, with these guys that we deal with is that they'll step on the field and their equipment will be inferior or their there's, you know, the uniforms are inferior. Something's inferior. And all of a sudden that puts them back in this place of not either anger, right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't belong, you know, it's not meant for me. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we're trying to overcome through, you know, Carolina Metro Reds, which is Morris's nonprofit and you deserve a chance, which is our nonprofit, which we brought together to, to you know form not whole right that that um that situation is we we come across that pretty often um and whenever i get the opportunity to talk to jeff if he has the resources to help he will help Uh, not only jeff but andrew and sue and everybody Mm -hmm. else involved with this but um just to make a long story short we had a nine-year-old uh who was being reared by his great-grandmother and there were some other issues within the family, but uh, they lost the great grandmother to COVID around November sometime. And I told Jeff about the story. And one of the things that we wanted to do, we wanted to make sure that this kid and his sister had a great Christmas. And CMR, CBC, You Deserve a Chance, they all came up and this kid probably had the best Christmas of his life because of what we did. Yeah. And he's continuing to play with us. Uh, he's got, he's right now he's living with his mother who's learning to be a parent, but uh, those type situations come up a lot. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to, to do what we say and to make an impact, like we say we're gonna make an impact, we have to do these things. Uh, right now there's a, a, a school, I'm not gonna call the school's name, but they're having some problems with their softball equipment. They don't have anything. So we were fortunate enough to be granted some stuff from Dick Sporting Goods and they had some softball equipment in there and I got it in my office right now and they're going to pick it up this week. I mean, today. Mm-hmm. And this is going to allow them to have their season. Um, things like that is what we do. And, and 
It's not because we want to go around and beat our chest and say, look what we did. I don't care who knows what we did as long as these kids are getting serviced. Uh, and we got some of the resources to do this. Uh, you deserve a chance to do a phenomenal job. CMR is doing a phenomenal job. And I think we're making an impact here in this community. So that's what we're all about. You know, we have had some pretty candid conversations, mm -hmm. you and I. And you talk about, you know, pounding our chest. Like people, you know, our careers were unassuming. Right. You know, we, right. we, we right. snuck right. in there. We did have that, we did have that, you know, that thing I was talking about earlier that we both wore number 42. Yeah. And here we are trying to, you know, make a difference in, in, in that. And our quotes on the wall, mm -hmm. Jackie Robinson, um, and, uh, and feel the dreams, you know, th those type of things. But the, when we go on social media, right, we go on social media and we don't, promote ourselves right you know i mean we do things that we promote that we're involved with like if i'm speaking at the kiwanis club yeah i'm putting that up because i want people to know i'm reaching out to these groups to right you know to jump in and and, and help us mm -hmm. um, and we need listen we need help we're not done here that's right we are not done here so don't you know this is uh this is a seven million dollar project and we're probably two away from finalizing everything <laughs> and you know i wish yeah. al daspin was here because we we're going to have al on today People have no idea. Al puts in oh, 10 to 12 hours a day writing grants. And he's been doing this for three years. He's an animal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and it, and he gets more no's. Well, this thing. I don't want to do a bar reference. I was just going to do a bar <laughs> reference. <laughs> but this, this thing started out being a $300,000 facelift. Yeah. And it morphed into that. $7 million. And yeah. Shape and I are in these meetings. And these people start talking about these millions of dollars and shave text me and say man this is over our head <laughs> you know, Mo, we we need to get out of this meeting <laughs> we need to get out of here so, oh man but yeah we've been blessed enough man just to make sure this thing continues to happen man we, we we're grinding every day all of us but um he's talking about al dashford man this guy's a beast he's he just an animal. animal he's an animal he's a coach yeah. out here at queens and he's uh He's uh, he nobody works harder on hitting fungos than Al. He is obsessed. And that'll come in. He'll hit a he'll, he'll hit a hundred baseballs and he'll say ninety six percent on the button. You know, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. then he'll count all the balls. He's got a little bit of uh, we got in there a little today. bit of Rain Man on him. We got in there today. Oh, yeah. and he started. He get he got. He choked a little bit. He got the, the fungo yips. He got the yips, man, because we were watching him. <laughs> that's what I told him. I said, that's one of the hardest things to do, hit a pop-up to the catcher. Oh, no oh, yeah, it is. You got all this pressure. The whole team's over there watching. You. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's but he's going to grind it out. He's going to figure it out. It may not look pretty. He's that, he's that guy. You know, it's, it's not going to look pretty, but he's going to get it done. Well, he told me that your analogy is what really helped him when you told him, man, just try to hit a ground ball to the sky. Yeah. So, yeah, that works for him. Yeah. How many <laughs> times have we been told certain things that work for about a day? <laughs> and then, uh, that don't work anymore. We got we got to switch it out. Well, I, I got a quick question for you, Jeff. Sure. Other than the obvious, um, the F8 that's on Pops jersey yeah. out there. Um, what what is the significance of that? F8. Uh, he was in Vietnam, three tours of Vietnam on okay. the Tonkin. Okay. Yeah, and uh, in the Tonkin Gulf on, um, and so he uh, he worked on F8 fighter jets wow. and so he was the guy on the deck bringing them in and he saw some tragedies on the deck he wasn't actually you know in battle but he you know planes crashing on the deck and friends and things like that so he's he carried that um you know with him and that became a uh it just became something that he would walk around the facility and he, and he would just go f8 yeah. f8 and if, mm. and if and if he did f8 to you he liked you if okay. you didn't get F eight, you weren't you aren't in. So um, <laughs> he would just he would give you like the eyes. Yeah, like, he'd give the eyes, eyes like you know, and everybody like you. F eight, you know. Um, nice. 
so yeah it's you know just to look out there i mean obviously i have a jersey in my office fa jersey in my office is an fa jersey on each field that we have Mm -hmm. um he's just been he's been that guy he's been behind me all the way and you know i don't know there's there's you know i miss him yeah. You know, I mean, there's certain people, you know, and Andrew knows he's going through this with his dad and you've gone through it with your brothers and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, there's certain people that, you know, that, that you move on and you move on quicker from. Yeah. And there's other people that you're just never going to move on from, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, and, and so F8, I don't want to move on from F8. You know what I mean? I want that to yeah. be a part. We have on our helmets, our kids will wear F8 stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Pat passed, Eddie Buskey and his group made F8 wristbands. Mm-hmm. And if you oh, look man. at Dylan's glove, Dylan will have the F8 on his uh, on the wristband of his glove and Zach will carry it on his glove. So, you know, so I appreciate you asking that. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, because I love getting to speak about him. He's uh, he was the most educated, uneducated when I say uneducated, not college, not college educated at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. but read everything and knew yeah. he could ha- he could talk to the mm-hmm. president. Or he could talk to the guy getting off the back of the garbage truck saying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and have a, and have a legit conversation. He was just a, a special creature. I remember when uh, we were in, I think it was the first CBC building. He talked to me. I was like 13 at the time. He talked to me about like 401ks. Yeah. Like, like I'm supposed to know what that is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And now, now Andrew's the wisest investor in our building. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just made this guy. And I'm like, dude, what, what was somebody like that when I was 18 and 19 or 20? I know it. I know uh, it. I know it. Do it. I, mean, that's I don't nice even want to look back at the money I blew. <laughs> I spent too much time in Vegas. I was going to take down the house, baby. <laughs> Except I'm on the plane waiting for those free drinks and <laughs> heading back to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. We, we used to like going to, I think, who was it? Padres were there. Yeah, the Padres there. were in Las Vegas. Yeah. 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 That was three days of no sleep for me Man. and some of the best games I ever played in my life. Sometimes you get up at three o'clock in the morning just to go downstairs yep. to the slot machine, see all these women with blue hair, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, 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 circling back, real okay. Quick, any kids that are in need or need help, need assistance, how can they get involved with Carolina's Metro or with UDACF? Well, the question is. Um, what is the best fit for that kid? For instance, if there's a kid comes to me and I know the caliber of kid he is, a pretty good ball player or something like that, then I'm going to instantly refer him to uh, CBC, to Jeff, and we're going to talk about it. And I'm sure that vice versa, if there's a kid that's pretty raw because we're a very a developmental organization, uh, probably got some skills but needs some help uh, developing their skills, then Jeff's going to say, hey, I got this kid over here. He's pretty raw. What, you can, what can you do? So either or – uh, I think Jeff and I can can come to a conclusion and say what's the best fit fit for this kid uh, for where he is right now. Um, most of our kids are not going to be a good fit for CBC because they're they're just pretty much athletes and uh, just don't know the game, haven't played the game in a while. They'll play some little league ball and then they go to basketball. He's 13, 14 years old now, and the kids that he will be playing with are f- much more advanced than he would be. So it'll be it would not be helpful for him to go with those kids. So let's just bring him on with us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to teach him how to play the game. And if he does advance it's real rapidly by the time he's 15, 16 years old, we still have an opportunity for him to play at a higher level of baseball. But basically, if, if you want to get involved with anything that we're doing out here, you can contact Carolina's Metro Reds or You Deserve a Chance or even CBC just to say, 
uh, I'm interested in the game and we'll find out what's the perfect fit for you. Cool. You know, we've, uh, so you, you, the ACF, you deserve a chance foundation. We've, we've raised funds to help offset a lot of the costs involved in, mm-hmm. in kids playing the game. And not, they're not just the game either. No, not just the game. I mean, we've done a lot of different things along the way. We've turned on heat in houses. We've moved people out. You know, mm-hmm. we've helped, you know, we've, we've bought furniture. We've bought, I mean, we've college scholarships, college scholarships. We've done, wow. uh, we've done a funeral, yep. you know, we've done a funeral for a family that, uh, that, that needed assistance with, uh, with that. But we, we run events to help raise money. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we rarely just, you know, we're different as far as not hole goes because we're throwing out grants and we're going after for big, big fish because we got a big fish to fry here. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as you deserve a chance foundation goes, you know, a hundred dollars means as much to us as $10,000 or $20,000. Right. Um, and we've had on both sides of that, you know, we've had, we've had that much donated and we've had that little amount donated, but that little amount means a lot. It changes a hundred dollars can change your life. It, yep. can, it, it can make a difference. Yes, it can. So we run a golf tournament, <laughs> which, which we're doing May 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina lakes, Carolina lakes. It's uh, so you can go on to UDACF.org, mm-hmm. UDACF.org and you can find that out. And then we do our home play gala, which is a phenomenal event. And that started off with, uh, you know, 75 people that paid for tickets out at night stadium in the very mm-hmm. beginning. And we gave the spirit of game award to Tom Walter who donated a kidney to an incoming, uh, incoming uh, freshman that he didn't even recruit. I remember the white coach, African-American player mm-hmm. match, a great story. It's a 30 for 30 mm-hmm. or an E60 or something like that. Get a chance to check that out. But we started with 75 people. Um, I think we made, you know, maybe $1,200 yeah. that night or something yeah. like that, but it, it evolved. And, uh, you know, now we're up to, you know, we can, we can take 300 people in that room. If, if we, if we do anything different, we'll have to leave the Ballantine and go to a bigger, a bigger mm-hmm. venue, um, which it, which it may happen. Um, but it's a great evening. You yeah. know, we give yeah. spirit of the game award out and, you know, that, and that's exactly what it means. You mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, what is the game? What have you done for the game? What has the game done for you? Or, um, you know, so Tom Walter, you know, yeah. and, and Chris Singleton, yeah, yeah. um, you know, land, uh, Landon Powell, um, down at North Greenville, Mike Schilt, Mike Schilt, Jack Leggett. You know, yeah. I mean, these are the people mm-hmm. that we've given awards to. Uh, Francis Crockett. I got to give award to uh, lifetime Spirit of the Game award to my head coach when I was at the University of Maryland. He's ninety years old. Well, I've known him too. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, just uh, you know, talk about changing lives. You know, listen, mm-hmm. I didn't have a horrible life growing up. You know, I didn't have an easy, you know, for a period of time, but. Um, you know, then things got easier when my mother remarried, you know, when I went from, I'm like, I'm like, uh, what's the guy from uh, Will Smith when it was moving on up uh, Beverly Hills. He was the, uh, ended up with his rich uncle and everything like that. So I went. Oh, from, oh yeah. 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 Fresh, know, Prince yeah, Prince yeah, yeah. 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 I was yeah. a fresh Prince of Patchogue. <laughs> yeah. My mother married a lawyer. That was the judge, you know? So I went, from, she went from driving a bus to the fattest house on Long Island. <laughs> Yeah, but it was still a stepchild, so I had to shovel the snow and I had to cut the grass. So I didn't, you know, I didn't get all the luxuries, but I got it. it was it was pretty good. That's cool. Um, yeah, but we got, uh, you know, we got we got great things going on out here. Mo. We we got to approve to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and build our third field starting in April. Yes. Uh, yeah. We should be done by May, so we'll have three fields going out here. Part of our part of our program, and when people come out here and they say, well, you know, they come out here on the weekends, and we've dealt with this at the highest level in this game. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, it looks lily white out here. It's nothing mm-hmm. but white kids running around out here. Or it's nothing but, you know, it looks like privileged kids out here because there's Benz is parked in the, you know, and Land Rover's parked out there. Our, our, our program has to have a sustainability piece to it. 
Right. And that's what we try to explain to people is like, you know, we can do all the programming we want if people want to just keep giving us money. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you know, it's just, you want to just keep throwing money. We'll do all the programming. Don't worry about it. But that's not what our objective was. Our objective was to get this built, to do the right thing, sustain the investments. Because even though people donate to us, it's still in their mind an investment because they don't want to walk back here in five years and see this thing in shambles. Right. Okay. Right. And that, that has been stated to us quite a few times. Quite a few times. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's important to these people that if they're going to invest in what, what we have sold them in terms mm-hmm. of our mission, which means, you know, health and wellness, life skills, education, mm-hmm. and baseball is the conduit. Mm-hmm. Baseball is also the conduit to sustainability for us. Mm-hmm. So we will have you triple SA out here. We will have best in class out here. We will have some other things out here that, uh, you know, that's going to generate revenue so we can keep going. But, and you can attest to this and, and, and Andrew as well. Not one person in this organization takes a dime, right? Not a dime, right? There's no percentage for salary. There's no anything like that. Everything that's done, including the gate. So when people walk up and they want to bitch and moan about paying $5 at the gate, yes, <laughs> oh yeah Boop. sorry so um yeah but they want to they want to beep about paying money at the gate <laughs> they uh every every dollar at the gate goes right to right to not all foundation yeah. so we can keep this place special we can go ahead and start our programming you know we have 30 computers getting donated to us that's right that's 30 right. computers getting donated to us for for a reading and our sat programs mm-hmm. and all that other stuff yeah we've got uh Man, we've been blessed. I just put it that way. Yep. Um, I never imagined that I would be in part ownership of anything like this, uh, especially of this magnitude. And then on top of all that, having the opportunity to make an impact on a child's life. That's what we do. And and we're giving them all the amenities that they need. I mean, if anyone's involved with what we're doing, if they lose or not take advantage of it, that's on them because mm-hmm. we're, we're providing the opportunity. These kids that I got, they've never had an indoor facility before. They've never had an opportunity to come in and just work out when they want to or come out here and play on a field that's equivalent to the night stadium downtown or anything like that. And then on top of that, you got the, the reading program that we're getting ready to launch. You already got and, – and you got a facility up, upstairs that will accommodate that. You also got uh, the softball field or, or the smaller field that's pristine – um, it's so bad that uh, we had uh, uh, robots cutting the field. So we did. That kind of thing <laughs> like that. So these guys, they never imagined that. And we're even reaching out further where we can get kids involved that are not necessarily baseball people, but they can be in baseball by doing, presenting them with the STEM stuff that we can, we can offer them. Uh, just so much stuff is going on, and we're going to even do more. But like I said before, we never, I never imagined being a part of anything like this. And I'm just, I'm just happy to just be a part of it. Now, to give you an idea of where I'm coming from, uh, Carolina's Metro Reds was formulated back in 2007. Um, we had an 18 year old team. We did it backwards. Instead of starting at a younger age, we started at 18 and we started building from that. But how it happened was we were in a league playing over there at the old, Jack Hughes field, mm-hmm. the old one that was a sandbox. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was bad. The only way it got yeah. water is if it rained and the oh, river flooded. Goodness. That's the only way it got watered. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we were playing at. And uh, my partner, who was uh, Marty Barker, he had a uh, he had a he had a stroke. He had a brain had to have uh-huh. brain surgery, and he had to get out of it. But 
there were a lot of African-American kids involved. And I said, well, you know, I can't just stop because of these, I'm find out a way to make this continue to happen because we were, I was actually introducing a lot of kids to the game and they were actually starting. And, and we had one kid that uh, went on to play at, at college. Now first kid and he flunked out uh, because uh, he wouldn't have had that opportunity if it wasn't for us. But when he got there, we didn't support him, mm-hmm. you know, and we did a deep dive when he got back and come to find out, man, we really failed that kid because he had never been away from his parents for more than a one week period. He's 18, had never been away from his parents. He didn't know how to wash clothes. He didn't know how to budget a bank book. He didn't know how to do kind of know how to cook anything like that. So that's why I decided that we need to go ahead and formulate this uh, educational piece where when we send these kids out, to school, they can be somewhat versed in what what's going to be thrown at them in life. Um, you know, when you get to college, people are going to always come to you and say, oh, uh, you can get this credit card here and blah, 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 blah. And then you get out of college and you're $200,000 in debt. Um, we want to try and prevent that. Yeah. Uh, we want kids to know that that uh, when, you, when you go to college, this is what you can expect. For me, when I went, lifting weights at 6 o'clock, having breakfast, eight o'clock, you got class, nine o'clock, you got class, you got an hour break to study, 11 o'clock, you got class, you eat lunch at 12, one o'clock, you got another class, three o'clock, you're on the field, six o'clock, then you got to go eat dinner. After that, you got study hall every day, every day. And they got to be prepared for that because they're not used to that kind of grind. So if you're playing baseball or any kind of sport like that, man, there's a whole lot of things you got to put on hold if you, if you want to excel at it. But, I'm getting off track here, but um, when we started Carolina's Metro Reds, uh, we started with an 18-year-old team, and we went out and we were like nomads. You know, we were just going from place to place, playing in league to league. We played in the Bay Roof League. We played in some other leagues. And the big picture for us now is we want to start our own league out here. Um, We started building, getting younger and younger and younger. Now we're at the point where we service kids from four years old to 18. Um, and we're building these leagues. We will have a 14-year-old league this year. Uh, we'll have a T-ball league this year. Uh, we will have somewhat of a 12-year-old league uh, this year. Uh, and with all the COVID restraints and stuff that are going on, it's going to take a whole lot of scheduling. And there are some people that are just not going to play because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had one kid that, that decided we had the COVID scare last year. He decided he didn't want to play anymore or his parents decided for him, but he's back now because of the way we handled it. Um, so to make a long story short, um, we started out, we were nameless. We were like the uh, Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we didn't have a name. So I, I, I told the kids, I said, listen, we're going to take a name, but it has to be one of these four. It has to be the Dodgers, the Reds, the Tigers or the Pirates because Car- those Cardinals. are the teams Cardinals. I played for. And they decided unanimously that it's going to be the Reds. And that's how that name got taken care of. But we went from, like Shafe said, we went from, man, we played over at Almore Road. We played at Carmel Christie. Every year we was looking for a place to play or either at least have practice. And finally we ran up on the Optimus Club's fields here. <clears throat> and those guys said, well, if you guys are going to have kids playing baseball and you can maintain these fields, 
you just do it. We'll lease it to you for a dollar a year. You know, and that was a lot of backbreaking work for pretty good deal though. Yeah. For some of our coaches to come out Be here. Be careful what you ask for though. Man. <laughs> I mean the weeds were up to my up yeah. to my belt buckle and because it's daily man. it's daily work. It is. Yeah. It is. And it got to a point where, you know, when some of my coaches' kids graduate out, they leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we gotta reciprocate. We gotta make sure that some of the other coaches have that work ethic and it just didn't work out. So it came to a point where me and my wife were the only ones out here doing that labor, cutting that grass, making sure the concession stand was clean, getting the stuff for the concession stand, uh, all that stuff. And she was saying that, you know, there's going to be a break somewhere, but I'm going to support you as long as you want it to happen. So we made it happen. Mm-hmm. And then I met, met with Shafe and we talked about some things and man, look what is look what has become mm-hmm. of us coming out here, cutting grass two times a week, just me and her. Yeah. And look what we got now. We, we, <laughs> we got some of the best people in Charlotte now cutting grass and maintaining fields. So that's where we are in a nutshell, man. And, and I'm so happy that we got this partnership together and, and we were making an impact on this community. That's the biggest thing for me. This is a, this is a, a greater accomplishment for me than anything we've ever done on the field. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's, you know, it's, you, you look back, you know, as you're going through the process of trying to be, you know, most spent parts of three seasons in the big leagues and I had five, um, you know, and, and when you're in the middle of that stuff, you're almost selfish, you know, like, look yeah. at me, look yeah. what I've done, look how special I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get on the back end of that and nobody even knows, or even, you know, it doesn't matter to anybody, you know, unless you're in uniform and doing it, unless you're a hall of fame and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you start to go, okay, why did I go through all this? What's, what's the point? And then you start to kind of figure out the game made me happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. I love the game. Love yeah. playing the game. No doubt about it. I'd put a uniform on right now if I could do it and go out and, and compete. And I tell these guys, you know, that are, that are at the, these younger levels and these college guys, you have no idea how fast this thing ends. We've been out of the game longer longer than, than we're in it. Yeah. But then we start to reflect, right? And we start to look back and go, well, what was the greatest part of the game? And the greatest part of the game was being in the clubhouse, being around the guys, being yeah. all that. Okay, then yeah. you go ahead and you look at that and you go, well, what ages was I? Yeah. And I was a kid, you know? I was a kid and then I was, you know, I was a, a young man and then I was, you know, a, I never grew up, so I'm still a kid. But, <laughs> but my point is that you get back, you get back in that environment, you go, okay, Look, look what I had as a kid. You know, it was all these friends, all these relationships, everything that I've built and carried forward. But look at the opportunities that it gave me. And it gave us the opportunity to be here. And that's what I go back to, mm-hmm. you know, when, when I, I don't know why I just decided to go ahead and look up opportunity and then, you know, realize, you know, it, it, it is a noun, mm-hmm. you know, it's people, it's mm-hmm. places, it's things. And you need all three of those, you know, to get where you want to go, whether you're coming up mm-hmm. or you're looking back, trying to do what's, what's best. Yeah. That's a a great analogy. So, you know, and here we are with this, with, you know, it's amazing. So listen, people, we we want you guys, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's notholecarolinas.org is our website. Notholecarolinas.org is our website. If you have issues financially and you want to be involved in this game, we have opportunity here. Correct. We can make it happen. Now, listen, we are, you and I are both big, like, if you can put skin in the game, you're putting skin in the game because right. we, we've done it on the other side and people will just find a way to walk. Right, right. And that's so, you know, you have to, there has to be a commitment of some degree. Um, and then obviously we've had players that, you know, they couldn't afford anything that it stuck around and, and, and went through the whole, you know, the whole program and have been successful. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mo made, Mo made a, 
a statement a while back when we were doing this and it, it was pointing because we're always trying to figure out what's that, what's that tagline? You know, what's that, what's that thing that explains everything we're doing? And Mo said, we're not trying to build big leaguers. We're trying to build big league citizens. Right. And that's, uh, and that's what, um, and that's what, uh, you know, has become a big piece of, you know, our presentation to people is we're doing things that are, that are different than we're, you know, when we talk about changing lives. We, yeah. we talk about just creating opportunity to get to the next step. That's right. You know, not right. like the kid says, I want to play in the league. Well, dude, that's at the top <laughs> of the ladder. You got to climb all these rungs to get there. That's you right. Know? That's you got right. to get in the mix to make it happen. Yeah. So we've, you know, we, we've got to this point, but you know, you, yeah. we talk about, you know, the team that's involved with us. I mean, you know, there, there's people that want recognition or people that, that, in, that appreciate the recognition. Then there's people that, just do it because they want to do it and don't want any recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, and we got, we got some gunslingers out there. No, well, we got one that just walked in. And yeah. He brought us lunch, man. Just, so yeah. his, his stock just went yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. You working at Uber Eats now? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is, this is really good stuff, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy coming out here. Um, even though I, I do have a day job, but I enjoy coming out here doing what we do. Uh, and being as impactful as we are, and we're we're always looking for uh, support, we're always especially financial support. We got a long way to go. Uh, we're halfway there, and we're seventy-five percent to go. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's uh, I know the math doesn't make sense, but it, it just feels that way, man. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's a grind, and you know, but we're, we're grinding it for the right reasons. You right. Know, it's uh, you know, we're not we're not standing out here going, you know, it's not like look what we did. Like, look at us, Mo. Look right. what you and I did. It's like, look what we've done for the kids. Look what we've done for the community. Look, you know, because it takes people to get things done. That's right. And we need people. And this this you know, is a baseball we, desert, man. I mean, there was no mm -hmm. baseball in this area other than uh, no. West Mecklenburg High School across the street. But, yeah. man, other than that, that short season they have across the street, that's nothing out here. And no. before Optimus Club, they had 500 kids involved, you know. But they were doing some other things as well. But, you know, it was the place to be. We want to rekindle that. We want to make that come back. This no. is the place to be right here. We want we want the people and we want the kids. Exactly. And we, we, we want the kids. So don't feel embarrassed or don't hesitate to come and say, listen, you know, I want to do this. I just can't afford to do it. You well, know, and we. At the end of our video, uh, Shafe said something like, you want to be a part of something great? Come be with us. And this isn't just about baseball. No. This is about life. That's right. This is this is, right. this is moving kids forward in life. And if baseball ends up being their career, I mean that's just that's a feather. That's mm -hmm. like, you know, we but that's not our that's not our plan. It's that's about right. Creating that's opportunity. Right. You know, the cool thing about some of the stuff we do out here, man, is uh I was having a game last summer and I needed some players. So Shafe brought me a couple of players over and we was playing this team that was kind of dominating the league, man. <laughs> so we uh, we played him in a doubleheader, and we beat him. Yep. Beat him the first game. First game. Beat him so, good. Yeah. So the second game came up, and we had, you know, we, we try to play everybody, and they, they beat us pretty good. But one of my coaches was good friends with the opposing coaches, uh, the opposing guy that owns the uh, team. And he told, man, y'all beat us pretty good the first game what happened the second game and my coach said well we didn't want to prove our point twice so we went <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah. yeah i mean well us for us to just do this kind of stuff and, and it's vice versa um we had an opportunity where uh, cbc was playing at night stadium and uh, i got a call and jeff said yeah a couple kids i said yeah man so i have 
sent them a couple kids, and man, they cherish this to this yeah. day. And I mean, they took pictures and everything down there, and they still talk about it. Whenever I call them up, they still talk about that day. Oh, so, that's great. So that's those great. kind of things that are happening here. Well, we're building memories every day. They don't realize it. That's know? right. I mean, it's and that's that's the part that you know we sit back and we. Uh, you know, Facebook has been an amazing thing because we can catch up on on people that we've never even thought we would stay in contact with. And definitely, you know, definitely. It's, it's it's been a cool thing. Well, Mo, man, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate your partnership, your friendship, your love. Same you know, here. everything that's uh, that we got going on. We uh, we'll butt heads at times, and we end up yeah. hugging in the end, and we we get through it. And you know, because the uh, that's what families do. That's what families do. But uh, hey, so I want to throw out real quick. Um, Andrew, D.C. Prospect League. And if you could put this up, okay, it is a uh, it's a high school league that's going on up out of the Virginia area. And um, they are looking for pitchers. They're loaded with Division One prospects in it. They have plenty of position players. So they're looking for arms that want to throw innings. Um, so if you look up here, you'll see it's uh, – you can go on their website. It's on, it's on the uh, – NVBaseballMag.com. Yep, and you're going to reach out to Rob Honey. Um, you know, 30-pitch limit. Uh, but it's they had a bunch of scouts there, major league scouts there, um, looking at these guys. So great opportunity. Uh, I know Jeff Kamid and Hani and those guys up there, and uh, Colangelo and that group. They all do the right thing for the kids. Is that where uh, Chris Clare is going? No, Chris oh. Clare is going uh, to a. This is that Chris Clare is a former pro player. This oh, is okay. this is for Just high school for, kids okay, that are looking going. because their season got pushed back. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. it'll end before the high school season goes. And. Uh, you know, it's a 30-pitch limit. You know, I mean, these kids aren't fragile, but sometimes they, they treat them that way like they're glass. But, uh, you know, they get to monitor their pitch count and just get them prepared for their for their high school season when they do kick it off up there. So, with his North Carolina high school coaches, I want the guys to go throw a little bit, you know, just to kind of face some live hitting and be and be ready to roll. Then this is a, this is a good option. And they're good people running the league up there. I'm sure it is. Uh, it's run first class. Good, good. So, and this is just an opportunity for kids that uh... – trying to get ready for season or? yeah i mean they should be playing high school baseball right now but it's getting right. pushed back so they've been training all went along and if you know if they want to get you know ahead of the curve these kids a lot of these kids are ready to go mm-hmm. you know they're ready they're ready to get on the bump and get their season underway but everything keeps getting pushed back to later and later so you know why wait you know it's been a year for some of these kids already okay you know? so it's yeah go ahead ollie dancy how are you my friend uh, hope everything is well listen the age groups we have are from four to 18, uh, T-ball starts at four, go from four to six. Then we have a eight U team, uh, seven and eight. We also have a nine and 10, 11 and 12, 13 and 14, 15 and 16, and a 18 and under. So those are the age groups that we have. And uh, our sign-up should be ready um, within, an, within the week. So uh, you can go to uh, metroreds.com to sign up any player. And um, we're, 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 our sign-up sheet goes through league apps, which is through Major League Baseball. So that way they have an idea of uh, how many people we have in our in our organization. So uh, thanks for asking that, Ollie, and uh, we'll get back to you in a little bit. All good, Andrew? All good. All right, man. Yep. Well, love you. Yes, sir. Love you too, okay, bro. man. Appreciate everything. Appreciate everybody listening to the Schaefer Baseball Report. Andrew, uh, give them the old – You know, we're going to put a um... – I don't know what you call it. We'll put something out on social media to see what, what time and what day works best with everyone because we're wanting to move this to the evenings. Yeah. Um, and make sure you guys fill out that form whenever we send that out just so we can see when, when you guys want to watch us live. So 
be sure to like, share, and and, um, and follow Shape for Baseball Report on all platforms. One tool, we appreciate you, man. As <laughs> yeah, much as much crap as you take, he gets beat up pretty good around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we appreciate you. And we're going to drag your mom down here one time. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're talking about bringing Sue in here. That'd be nice. Yeah. Get her a glass of yeah. wine and she'll come down. Well, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Andrew's taking up boxing, so he's going to defend himself. Now. Yeah, he is. So. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening and watching, and uh, we will do this again very soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace out. All right. Thank you.